Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Grab your notes, grab your pen. Here we go. You ready? The message title, Waiting on God. Yeah, lost you right there just with the title. Because you know what's coming. Obviously, we're going to teach about waiting and how to wait. Importantly, why should we wait? Why is that seem to be built into life? Why is waiting a part of life? I remember reading a story, and I'm sure uh, a study actually, a statistic, and I'm sure you've heard these before, of the various things that we normally typically do on a daily, weekly basis, and how many hours and sometimes days, sometimes weeks, months, and even years that it adds up in our lifetime. Well, they say that in this study that waiting in line, how many love waiting in line at a store? Yeah, see, first service folks raised their hands, some of them. You know they were liars on first service, right? See, we got all the truthful ones here in second service. Nobody likes waiting in line. Well, in this study, they said that on average, it takes about six months of your life waiting in line. See, I have a thought about that. I think if you shop at HEB, it's six months. But if you shop at Walmart, it's got to be a year. How How many are with me on that? How many... Oh, God, forgive me. I feel better. I really do. <laughs> Waiting in line. I remember when we were in Dallas, they opened up a bl- uh, brand new uh, restaurant called, uh, it was a burger place called In-N-Out. How many have ever heard that? How many like In-N-Out? Why? No, I do When it was opened up this brand new restaurant, fast food, In-N-Out, people were waiting in line for hours. You know, and I'm thinking, yeah, the food may be good, but that place ain't going nowhere. Couldn't you wait a week and get right in and get right out? So, you know, but it's amazing what we'll wait in line for and what we fuse sometimes to wait that we need. Are you with me? So part of Christianity, if you really get my heart this morning, especially for those who are newer to the Lord, listen, waiting is part of your walk with the Lord. It's part of your journey. It's literally to be built into it. So if that's the case, how many believe we should learn about it? Right? So let's go to our notes. Here we go. Lamentations chapter three, our text scripture, verse 26. It is good. Mark that phrase if you would. It is good. So scripture's telling us something is good. And when scripture says it's good, it's good. Right? It is good that one should hope and wait but wait quietly. So this scripture is telling us it's a good thing to wait, but it tells us how. It says to do it in hope and do it quietly. How many know that may be hard for some of us to do things quietly? When I'm on vacation, it seems that the office is the quietest it's ever been. I don't understand that. I think they're making it up. How many believe they're making it up? Thank you very much. All four of you believe that. They seem to get more done too. What does that mean, right? So for some of us, waiting and being quiet, if you will, may be difficult. For some, it may seem come too easy and you may be too passive. 
So let's find some things that we can learn. It says, it is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. See, salvation of the Lord isn't just the moment that you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and that very moment that he forgives you of all your lifetime sins and wrongdoings. That is part of it. But literally, that's the beginning of it. Salvation is meant to be throughout your lifetime. So that means not only do you experience that great, wonderful moment that you receive Jesus, which let me just take a moment if I could. There are some of you here this morning, let me hit the pause button on the message. There are some of you here this morning, you've been thinking about giving your life to Jesus. You've been contemplating it, you've been thinking about it, and you quite haven't made that decision yet. Guess what? Today's your day. We're gonna give you opportunity at the end of the service to give your life to the Lord finally. Because you've been thinking about it. See, there's folks all around you right now, they were in the same situation. Thinking about it, contemplating it. See, you've been hearing about Jesus. Your mama, your grandma, your friend, your coworkers, somebody has been telling you about Jesus. We're gonna help you today and we're gonna support you and you're gonna make that decision. How many believe that? How many believe that with those folks today? It's the, listen. I'm so on fire by that. It's the greatest decision you can ever make. Okay, let's hit play. Back to the message. So salvation. Salvation's meant throughout your lifetime. What that simply means, God, notice it says, it is a good thing to wait in hope and quietly for salvation. See, God is good, so that just means throughout your life, God just wants to keep on getting gooder and gooder. Yeah, not good in English, but it sure makes sense. How many want God gooder and gooder in your life? Amen. How many want more of the blessing of God in your life? Come on. That's one thing we should long for. Because when my heavenly dad bestows blessings and his goodness upon me, man, it allows me to be the champion I'm called to be and then therefore encourage you to be the champion you're called to be. Amen. So to experience more of the goodness of God, the blessings of God, Waiting is sandwiched in between the want of it and then the getting of it. You didn't get that. In between that, sandwiched in between the wanting it, the goodness, the blessings, and the actual getting the goodness and the blessings, it's called waiting. Woo, aren't you glad you came to church today to hear that? But it's amazing how even again for others here today, some of you here, you accepted Jesus at one time in your life, but you probably walked away from him because in that season of waiting, you got discouraged. Maybe you got mad at God. Matter of fact, part two of this on that Wednesday, May 6th, we're, we're gonna touch on that. Where what, what may happen in the process of waiting and what to do when that knocks on the door of your life. Because everyone in this room that's journeying with the Lord, everyone in this room that's purposing to walk with the Lord, you either have or you are or you're going to be waiting sometime in your life. And let me tell you, it ain't gonna be just one time. So we all need to learn about this. Amen? Think on this, learning to wait provides God time 
to address the problems we encounter in life, but miraculously. See, God wants, he, he knows that you would, you want to get in there and you want to help God and you want to fix your stuff. How many fixers we got in here this morning? You, you just want to get in there and fix your stuff and you, come on, raise your hand. You need to help me because I'm one of those. Yeah, all right, I see your hands, uh-huh. Yeah, there's a lot of them too, more than first service. We want to, crowd's bigger. That was just a preacher, preacher story thing. But we want to get in there and we want to fix things. God appreciates the aggressiveness and the willingness, but there's nothing, listen, everybody look at me, there's nothing like his supernatural ability versus your natural ability to get things done. Okay, God's ability, your and my ability. How many know there's a difference? So in the process of waiting, God has a way of beginning to bring his ability to the top and your and my ability to the problem and then to address that. Remember, when we get ahead of him, we rob him of an opportunity to prove his power in our lives. I'm always intrigued over the fact that this life we live on earth is controlled by time. But when we go to heaven, there is no time. Now, I don't know about you, but how many time freaks we have in here like me? This is how you know you're a time freak. If your meeting's at eight, you're there at 10 minutes at least till. You're early. How many time freaks? Yeah. Now, there are some, like on staff, that think 8.05 is on time. How many know we're working with those? Amen? Sorry. I feel better. But uh, so this life is controlled by time. But when you go to heaven, there is no time. But yet God in his infinite wisdom says, because you're here on earth, I'm gonna use time for your benefit. And that's the rub sometimes for us, is the time element, the delay. How many are with me? Look at your next part of your notes. Remember, delay does not mean denial. How many know that's hard to get built into us? Because when something's delayed, especially with a significant amount of time, we think there's a denial behind that. God's not denying us, but he's delaying on purpose. Everybody say on purpose. Number one, let's look at this. Rewards for waiting on God. Here we go. Number one reveals, the number one reward for waiting on God, it reveals patience. Woohoo! How many are really glad you came to church today? How many love the fact that you want to hear a message about patience? No, you don't. Neither do I. Come on, let's help some of the young Christians here this morning, some of us who've been in the Lord for some time. What's one of the things you don't pray for? Yeah. As soon as you pray for pay, I swear God loves that petition. I swear the moment you don't even barely get done in Jesus' name, boom, God's working. It's probably especially when you go to Walmart, right? Ha <laughs> ha, woo. How many, you'll get that later. How, how, many, how many understand what I'm saying? You pray for patience. There's something about patience that God's intrigued over. I'm convinced of that. There's something about patience that God says is of the utmost importance, listen, in the vitality of your spiritual growth and the success and the, listen, the championship of your journey with the Lord. 
there's something about patience that's not the key, but it's a major key. How many would agree with that? So it reveals patience. Look at, look at this verse, Luke 21, 19. By your patience, you can possess your souls. Now, if you look in uh, chapter 21, if you read the verses above verse 19, it's Jesus telling the disciples what the end times are gonna look like. All the famine, destruction, earthquakes, bad weather, all that. And at the very end of stating to them what the end will look like, right before the tribulation, he says, listen, but patience will enable you to possess your soul. So I start looking at different translations. I think the Amplified makes it even more clear what Jesus was saying to the disciples. In the Amplified, it says through patience, listen, listen, and endurance, you'll be able to tap into the life that's in your soul. See, there, when, you, when you give your life to Jesus, like some of you are going to today, when you give your life to Jesus, spiritually, you're full of God, you're full of life. That's one part of you. There's another part of you called your soul. That's your mind, your will, and your emotions. There's life inside your mind, your will, and your emotions, your soul. There's life in there that many of us don't tap into because we're thinking the wrong things within our soul. But in a time of waiting, listen now, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but it's good. It'll prepare us for some of the other notes. In the time of waiting to possess your soul, to tap into the life that God wants you to have out of your mind, your will, and your emotions, your soul, God will put you in a season of waiting where all of a sudden it begins to reveal what you truly think. Because how many know in this life, there could be so much clatter, so much noise, we don't always know exactly the wrong thinking that we have. See, right thinking within your mind is important to God. For those who are new to Christianity. And matter of fact, a lot of what you're going through, the struggles you're going through in life is because you're thinking the wrong things and you're not thinking in line with God's word, the Bible. So God will put you and I through a season of waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And what happens, listen, in that season of waiting and waiting, we start hearing the same things. We're st- we start recognizing what we truly think. And all of a sudden it becomes real to us and known to us. And then God says, aha. And then we say, aha. How many have ever had those aha moments? I call them epiphany moments. Where you're going along and things aren't working out what you want or you're believing for. You're still back here not having it, but you know you're believing for it. It ain't happened yet. And you're that in-between waiting season. And all through that journey, you're praying, you're seeking the Lord, you're talking to the Lord, he's talking to you. Then all of a sudden, aha. Oh, that's what I've been thinking. How many are with me? We're going to get to that here in a moment in our notes. Let's go on if we can. So God wants you and I to be able to tap into what's truly in our souls that's good by removing what is bad. Think on this. Patience is the seed that always produces a desired harvest. A desired harvest is simply the blessing that you want and that you need. Patience is the 
key seed. I'm going to prove it to you. Look at this. Remember, waiting time is not wasted time. Now, I know you don't want to hear that this morning. And here's why I say that with genuineness and sensitivity, because some of you have been going through some serious stuff. And you've been going through some serious pain in life. You, you've been going through some serious stress and distress and turmoil. And, and you're like, God, when's it going to end? And you don't want to hear, hey, waiting time's not wasted time. But let me tell you something. Everyone around you has gone through that as well. There's not one person sitting in this room this morning that's breathing that hasn't gone through that type of struggle where they're like, my God, I don't know if I could take any more. Come on, we got to help some folks this morning. Is that true? Is that true, church? Is that true? Come on, let them know. There's somebody sitting next to you that walked in this door barely that either wants to give up or they already gave up and they're going through the motions. We want to help them as well as help you. Amen. Waiting times never wasted time. Look at James 1. Now here in, on your notes, it shows verse 4. But I want you to look up on the screen because we're going to go more than verse 4, which is on your notes. We're going to go to verse 2. James chapter 1, verse 2. Remember, waiting time is never wasted time. Patience is the seed that always produces a desired harvest. So let's prove this from Scripture. James chapter 1, verse 2, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into all those various trials. Come on. How many look at that verse and go, what? Count it all joy when you fall into distress and stress, tribulation, trials, struggles, pain, difficulty. Scripture says you can actually consider it joy. Why? Because we have to learn that in those times of struggle, God truly can be in control if we let him. Listen, and we can grow and we can learn and we become better people, true champions through those moments like no other. But again, it's not always easy going through it. But look what scripture says. Let's read on. So consider it joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces something. Notice it doesn't say it produces what you're desiring first. How many know, how many have been taught faith? Come on, everybody look at me. I need, I need help on this. How many have been taught faith? You ask God, you dare to believe, you get it. That's scriptural. But there's something else that James is saying here. Faith, he's not just talking about the end result, which is your blessing, your desired coming to fruition. The end result he's saying here is more important is patience. So patience to God is more important than your blessing. How many want me to just quit right now and just go home? Patience. It's a key to your desired harvest. And, and folks, don't just think desired harvest of, you know, the things that you want, that you need, because a lot of you are going through financial stuff and you think just money coming is going to end all your turmoil. Because if God, listen, if God don't get opportunity to change the way you think, we can hand you all the money you need and then some, and you're going to end up possibly right back in the same situation. Those struggling through relationship and marriage. I know a friend of mine, 
that was married and divorced five times. Came to Missy and I for counseling because he wanted to get married the sixth time. I said, really? I said, well, my friend, here's what we're gonna do. You're going through extensive counseling because we don't want six to be the six. Divorce, how many are following me? That brother, to his credit, and the spouse-to-be went through some serious counseling. They're still married today, happily married, the longest marriage, the happiest marriage he's ever had. Why? Why? Because he had to get some thinking changed. How many are following me? Amen? Is that good or what? But it goes on to say, Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Now look at what patience can do. If we let it do what it, God wants it to do, which God designs to do in the waiting season, by the way. It says, but let patience have its perfect work. Patient needs to work something. How many have ever studied the word patient? We know and understand it to be, okay, I'm patient, I'm waiting, I'm, 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 I'm enduring. I'm holding off for some, but think of the word patient as somebody who's in the hospital. Somebody who's in the hospital in need of care. How many have ever been in a, in a hospital? How many of one night you want to go home? But you can't, why? You need care. See, it's the same with our souls unto the Lord. Sometimes patience is because you're a patient to the Lord. And he's got to do some work. He's got to do some care. He's got to do some healing, some rearranging, some setting free in your soul so that you can walk out of that moment of the hospital working of God and come out healthy and whole. So that patience have its perfect word, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. This perfect and complete lacking nothing doesn't mean that you become this person that never sins again. That's not what that's saying. What it's talking about, listen, everybody look at me, this is so important. That perfect lacking nothing means in the moments of trials. See, I've seen Christians mature and their ability to go through trials that blows my mind. They're mentors in my life. Because it's like they're going through a tremendous struggle in life, but they're going through it with maturity. They're actually saying and conveying and displaying joy in the midst of that trial. Because they've learned the key to believing God in that season of waiting, what to do. How many are with me this morning? Let's go on. Reward number two, other than it reveals patience, the reward awaiting reveals patience. Number two, it guarantees favorable results. Because if you look at this verse, verse 25, it's Lamentations 3, verse 25. Our text scripture was Lamentations 3, verse 26. So this verse preceded our text scripture. It says, for the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul, to the soul, to the soul who seeks him. See, God wants you to start taking your thought life to him, the way you're thinking about money, the way you're thinking about whatever relational struggle that you're going through. It could be how you think about relationships, period. It could be just the way you think about a specific person that you're struggling with relationally. 
It could be your, the way you think about those in authority that's incorrect. That's why you're struggling at your workplace. Whatever it may be, God wants you to start taking those things and seek him concerning your soul, your thought life. Number three, the third reward is waiting is learning time. As my grandfather used to say, it's time for some edumacation. How many know we need some edumacation? How many are with me? Listen, I say this all the time, and I mean it. As long as you're breathing as a follower of Christ, you will always be in school. God's always teaching. He's always training. That's what he talks. That's what he says. When God speaks, he's teaching. He's training. When God talks, he's teaching. He's training. Because he has so much wisdom that he wants to get it into us. So it's learning time. Blessed be the Lord my rock who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Why did I pick that verse? Because one of the greatest defeats in your life, if you're not careful, one of the greatest demise of us as Christians is losing the battle of the thought life. That's why I said a moment ago, some of you here today, you were walking with the Lord, but you hardened your heart, you turned your back on him. God graciously got you here this morning because he wants you to return back to your first love because you lost the battle in the thought realm. You started thinking, God doesn't love me. God gave up on me. God ain't doing nothing. He's not going to do nothing. But God wants to teach us how to battle, how to go to war. Folks, the war, the battle is in the mind. You win that battle, you'll come out a champion every time. Come on, you with me this morning? You'll come out a champion if you learn how to battle in mind. Remember, as long as you are learning, you are not losing. That's how God sees Christianity. Just keep learning. And keep, that's why I tell my wife, I said, honey, 30 some years of being with the Lord, I swear this is truth, not a preacher thing. This is truth. I'm more excited about my walk in Christianity than I've ever been because the more I learn, the more I realize you are dumb as a doorknob. How many want to back me up on that? Not that I'm dumb, that you are too. How many believe that's true? Think on this, battles are normal on the field of your assignment from God. You're going to battle. You're going to go through stuff in this life. But we wanna come out victorious every time. I'm telling you, learning to wait, how to wait, what to do when waiting is the key. Number four, the fourth reward. Waiting enables you to gather accurate, and untainted information. Now, what I'm about to teach you on this number four, literally a mentor of mine years ago, old timer, sat down and taught me these very things that I'm about to teach you. So the way it's written, the way he spoke, it's the way I took notes, and he said, son, Ken, you gotta learn this. It, It revolutionized my life. I hope it blesses you. Enables you to gather accurate and untainted information. See, inside every one of us right now in our thought life, We have things that we think that are correct and in line with the Bible. And there are things that we're thinking that are incorrect, not in line with God's Bible. Romans chapter two, verse 12 says, it's called the renewing of your mind. The renewing of your mind is get your thoughts to think like God's thoughts. How many of God's thoughts are a whole lot better than your or my thoughts? If you ain't figured that out yet, that's probably a major key for you. Amen? 
it enables you to gather accurate and untainted information. Now, why John 10, 10? Why this verse? Well, let's read it. The thief, our enemy of our soul, the devil, he comes not to, to steal, except to steal, kill, and destroy. The way that he steal, kills, and destroys from us is through our thought life. He'll get you to think the wrong stuff. Listen, everybody look at me, especially in the waiting season. Oh, God didn't, it's like this, God didn't hear my prayer. That's this side. And then in your faith, you say, yep, I know God heard my prayer. Nope, God didn't hear my prayer. God heard my prayer. No, he didn't hear my prayer. God loves me. God forgot about me. God, I know you've done great things. God, where are you? God, you're amazing. God, man, what in the world is going on? Time is good. Time is bad. How many know that's true? So the enemy will work to get you on this side. Because if he can get you to disconnect in your thought life from God, he got you. Because patience has a way of doing a work in you that teaches you how to stand your ground in the time of battle. And not give in to those thoughts. Not waver like it talks about in James chapter 1, the verses that we just read. If you scroll down to verse 8, it says you don't want to be like the double-minded person. God's done it. God hasn't done it. God loves me. God doesn't love me. God has remembered. God forgot. You don't want to be that person because it tells us in that verse, verse 8 of James 1, you're not going to get nothing. The thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus said, I come that you might have life, have it more abundantly. The abundant life of God is in learning to tap in to the life that's in us and cause our thought life to be in line with him. Let's move on. Remember, the quality of your information determines the quality of your decisions. Oh, Lord, this is so powerful. Let me read it to you again. This is exactly how he said it to me. The quality of your information determines the quality of your decisions. How many here have ever made a dumb decision? Do you ever look back and say, man, if I only had better information? Look at this next thought. And the quality of your decisions determines the quality of your life. See, you want to, you, we want God to come in and just swoop in and change all of our circumstances. But God says, you've got to learn how to make better decisions. Many times God says, before I deliver you from your stuff that you're going through, I want to deliver you from the non-quality of decision within you. He also said, look at letter A, waiting brings truth. Letter B, more waiting brings you more truth. Look at letter C, enough waiting brings you enough truth. <laughs> How many don't just want truth? I want enough truth. Because listen, let, let, let's back this up. If I get enough truth in me, that's God teaching me in that waiting season, then all of a sudden that enough truth brings me some quality decisions and those quality decisions brings me the quality life. But a lot of times it's not quality because we don't have enough. And we want the premature blessing and God says, you wait, you ain't ready for that. I got to get some more information in you. I got to teach you some more. You got to have some more quality knowledge in you. I'll bring you the quality blessing you want, but you got to get some quality knowledge in you. 
But what we do is we can't wait. We haven't learned the power of patience, which is learning to endure. So God can teach. Do you know scripture says that some of the best crowns that you will receive in heaven is for those who endure. It doesn't say who's had the most stuff here on earth. The Bible says some of the greatest crowns you will receive in heaven. Now those crowns will be displayed for all of eternity to others in heaven that you endured. God looks at endurance as some serious business. How many with me this morning? Fifth reward, we've got to move on for sake of time. It increases your strength. Woo. See, a lot of times we physically are tired because we're physically tired in our soul. We're so wearied in our mind because we're grinding the gears trying to figure this stuff out that we're going through. Lying awake at night, well, if I do this, if I do that, if I do this, I do that, do this and do that. Listen, you got where you're at because you were trying to do this and do that and do this and do that. And God's saying, listen, if you would let me enhance what you think and how you're thinking about the situation and get some of my thoughts, things would go better. Amen? Number six, waiting is a weapon Satan dreads for you to ever discover. I'm, again, I said it a moment ago, I'm gonna repeat it. I'm totally convinced most Christians fall out of the march. They fall out from the company of the army of God here. They fall out because in that moment of waiting, in those seasons of waiting, they get defeated. Number seven, waiting gives time for others to become what wisdom is producing within them. See, I'm totally convinced that not only I, but you, and not only you, but me, we all are influencing somebody in life. Everyone here has a circle of influence, everyone. Some greater, some less, doesn't matter. The key is you are privileged to inf- if I just influence one person and I go home to be with the Lord, eventually I'm happy that I at least influence somebody for the good. How many are with me? So everyone in this room is influencing somebody. And this is what the Lord spoke to me. He said, if you don't learn to be a champion in a season of waiting, you will influence your wife, you will influence your children, and you will influence anyone else that I privilege to come pa- uh, along your path. Because there's something about waiting and learning and growing in those seasons that spills over unto others. All right, let's move on. Remember, patience is the willingness to assign time. Patience and time to work on a solution in your life and the life of others. Just because the moment you ask, yeah, does God say it's yours? Yep. But does it come to fruition all the time right away? Nope, because you know what? A lot of times, everybody look at me, this is important. A lot of times the moment you ask, God says, yeah, it's yours. I remember the book of Daniel. He prayed, but days and days and days and weeks went by, nothing happened. But there was an angel at war in the supernatural realm fighting and working to get that blessing to Daniel. See, a lot of times, when the moment you ask, if you ask according to God's word and God's will, God says, yeah, you asked in faith, it's yours. But man, there's stuff that gotta happen before it comes to pass. 
Patience is the willingness to assign time to work on a solution in your life and the life of others to you. Look at this. Patience produces exceptional friendships. Totally convinced of that. If you feel alone, it produces great marriages. As much as I may give my wife struggle because of my humanity, if she's learned a key to patience, the power of patience, which is enduring, we'll get, please do, we'll get another 30 years out of it. Number three, patience will produce what money cannot produce. Glory to God. Now you see the next part there, 20 facts about waiting on God, we're gonna pick that up on May 6th on that Wednesday. Did you get anything out of this? Glory, glory, glory. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.